Welcome to the Coffee Cast with Cation and Rubin, powered by Behind the Racket, the podcast dedicated to looking at the top issues facing tennis and getting to know the players facing them. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. The Coffee Cast can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. Special thanks to our sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at newbalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. And now... This is part of a new series we're going to be doing here. Um, as this is what? Don't shake your head at me. I just I'm disappointed because we don't have a name. Yet. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to do this two pronged. Number one. Yes. And this is you know we're on live right now, right? Oh, I'm one uh, way. Okay. I'm just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, we're going to do this two ways. Yeah. Obviously, uh, we're we're in the process of kind of changing the podcast uh, just a little bit here. Oh, we are. Um, it's been powered by Behind the Racket. There's going to be a name change coming here over the next couple of weeks that we're excited to discuss with you guys. Um, but we're also going to kind of divide the podcast into two portions. Number one, some of the interviews that, that you guys have um, really had the opportunity to go with us and, and interview and uh, get some behind the racket type scenes with some of the players we've talked to over the last several months. But this year, we're also going to take you behind the racket with Noah himself um, from week to week. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We need a name for this segment. Help. It's going to be roughly 10 to 15 minutes just of the psyche of Noah Rubin, which is a, a scary place to be. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> we, 10 to 15 minutes a day. Um, but I, I think this is one of those opportunities, Noah, for, for fans to understand really what goes on week to week. Um, see how your brain holds up, how your body holds up, um, both on the positive and the negative sides. And we need a name for it. We yeah. need a name for this particular segment. So if you can, tweet Noah or myself, Noah Rubin 33 or Mike C. Tennis. If your name is the one we choose, you will get an autographed ball from Noah Rubin. And more because I know that's not enough. I think, I think that's a, yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's no, worth I, at least $2. For the right person. Australian dollars. <laughs> Conversion rates are low. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's about a quarter back in the States. <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. I think, you know, obviously I like to hear my own voice. Yes, and you do. thoughts going on. You do. But tweets don't do it justice. You know, there's, a, there's so much that I think isn't discussed. I, I think there's so much that I just can't put into words all the time in that character format. And I think people actually have to understand what is going on week to week. Yes, the behind the racket stories are great to understand, you know, what's going on in the players' minds overall. But... Uh, we want more week in week out mm -hmm. basis and that feel so you know in the situations that we have ongoing at, at tournaments now you know i just want you to be a part of it that's really what it is and i think that's what uh mike had in his head when he came up with this as we're recording this i have completed my first australian open qualifying match um which was i got to watch Haley baptiste in person for the first time and that was impressive and you are a day away from your Grand Slam season getting underway against Hiroki Moria. Yes. I will say, from a outsider's standpoint, looking inside of your brain... Ooh, um, don't do that. But continue. You seem stressed. You seem like you've been stressed the last couple of days. Huh. Accurate? Um, 
At times. Uh, yeah, I, I think if you look at a lot of players, this is when you start seeing the repercussions of off-season mm. and pre-season not being long enough. And you start talking to these players and they're like, are we in week 45 or is this 2020? Are we still in 2019? What is happening right now? And I think that actually takes a toll. Um, once you get on the court, some of that stuff is alleviated at times. But, you know, once you're down a break, some of that starts creeping inside your head. But, I mean, just simple things like what racket to use, what strings are we using, did I have enough time to test out my new drink on court, all of these things that you get excited for off-season, but you almost forget that you don't have that time to prepare. And that comes into play, and that's I think that's where the stress in myself comes and, and other players. You talked with our friends at uh, Crack Rackets last week in Ann Arbor. I did. You, uh, about <laughs> how part of part of your off-season, the big part, was, was getting that mental side kind of locked down a little bit more yes um then to see you stress the last couple of days with some of the external things that are happening here at the australian open which tragic uh, a little bit more so outside of, of what's happening here in melbourne but uh, how, how do you balance those two those two thoughts this is a different stress actually it's mm. a good stress i don't i don't mind this as much i mean there are definitely some areas that we have to crack down on but this is not the one that keeps me up at night stress mm. which is good i actually have worked on my mentality i am probably in the best place tennis wise that i have been and that's exciting for me mm. the other things i can deal with and i'm going to i'm stressed out that's who yeah. i am you know right. you've you've known me for many many years now very close that's how I deal with things. I'm a New Yorker. I'm hard. I want to get stuff done, and I, and I hope I get shit done. I mean, that's just how it is. But I have been in the best place now on the court, which I'm excited about. I mean, it's just a place where I am so worried about growth over everything else and truly understanding how long the seasons are that you can lose for six months mm. and still be top 100 in the world. And I'm, I'm trying to just really implant that into my head. So, yes, I am stressed out, but... It is on the better end of the spectrum for me. It's you're without a coach at yes. the in terms of a technical traveling coach. You mm -hmm. do have a coach with you here. Um, <laughs> I guess technically, <laughs> yes. Yeah, somebody with a badge has <laughs> Noah Rubin's coach on it. Um, how do you how do you balance that when you are in in some ways alone, but obviously you're you're accepting some help as well. Yeah. Um, I think a coach is necessary to get to the top. There's very few players that have not done that, whether it's a Kyrgios or the Federer at times, but I think it is needed. Um, I've been working with a few people back home. My father's obviously helped me. I went back with a little help with my old coach, Lawrence, Clay Lawrence Klager. So, you know, that's been great. But again, I think on the road at the place I'm in right now, the least amount of distractions as possible is actually helpful. Hmm. And, and I think at times having a coach, and I, I've seen it with other players, where you kind of get outside your own head. And as you know, <laughs> with it with my own head being a dark place, I have enough thoughts going on yeah. where I, I think I can at least think clearly enough and strategically, and I can look deeper into my own game that I can figure out some of the issues. It's really before the competition, how well prepared am I? You know, once I get here, it's about maintaining and just being in, in the right state of mind. And honestly, again, in the future, I hope to have one. But for right now, I'm fine with just having, you know, friends, business partners kind of travel with me and, and have that kind of support. You were supposed to introduce him. Talk about him. I mean, he's right there. He is. Do you want to say anything? 
about he's it? pretty okay yeah wow. zach mitchell um you know we've we got this email yeah around indian wells yeah it wasn't too flirty which was nice it was just enough saying i actually really and this is early on early on in behind the racket just a couple months less than a couple months and he said we have to talk i don't know what you're doing with behind the racket i don't know what it is but we have to talk one of the first that was one of the first few times where i was starting to figure out that behind the racket had legs yeah and here this guy is you know you know, working with Michael Kirk Douglas and all these other big names. And I'm like, who's this guy reaching out? Is, is it real? And next thing I know, he has a, a behind-the-racket hat mock-up for me to yep. wear. And, and we're having a steak dinner and, you know, shooting around ideas. And a year later, I'm annoying him at Australian Open. So. And, and he's coaching you. And he is so. technically coaching me. Uh. Yes. Okay, so so as we wrap up here, yes. as we mentioned, you have Hiroki Moria yes. coming up in your first round of qualifying here at the Australian Open. How have you prepared specifically for this match? What does a scout look like? What does uh, a, a practice session look like on a day like this, the day before a match? Yeah, obviously some... Some circumstances, you know, prevent maybe the same old practices. I actually did cut my practice a little shorter today just because I didn't want to be out in mm -hmm. the um, smog outside. You know, after 45 minutes, I, you know, we played a lot of games. I was like, I'm good. You know, I don't, I don't need another 15 minutes of breathing this in. Um, but, yeah, I feel good right now. I feel confident. Body's feeling good. I'm actually physically... Um, in some really good shape legs-wise. We'll see how the arm holds up. Yeah, but but have you scouted? I mean, like, I know you know Hiroki Moria. Don't get me wrong. But and lucky enough, um, you know, for American players, we have kind of a database where we can throw around, and they've been extremely helpful with a lot of that stuff. So there is some footage, obviously, like a, a live stream. You can mm -hmm. go back on matches. So, yes, I have seen, obviously, you know, not the stereotype, but they play, you know, in Asia, they play a certain way, and they're pretty consistent in that you know, style of play, and you have to know that. You know, they're going to be good. They're making, a, you know, a decent amount of balls, but it's going through the court fast. So it's it's knowing how to combat that. And, again, I think my body's in, in good shape to, to play against somebody like that. Yeah, I, I think your body's in great shape. Okay. And, and I know we're wrapping up here, and we only have a few, but I have gotten – it's it's weird. I never <laughs> I never get anything like, oh, you guys are good friends. It's either like, wow, Mike is bashing you on air, or it's like, wait, is Mike throwing you signals like a little too often? Yeah, like, right. The pants down thing a few too many well, times. Well, listen, just our time I, in Charlottesville brought us closer. Um, I mean, the candlelight dinners at twelve thirty a.m. at Waffle House. At Waffle House. <laughs> 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 that was. A, I, I'm still. I'm still dealing with that meal to this day. <laughs> My body has not fought that off yet. But yeah, no, I, again, um, and you want to talk about, and I know this might be a little longer than we wanted right now, but we've dealt with it at Fairfield. We're dealing with it here. It's, it's a tough, tough situation, and you it don't is. know how to go about it. And, and then I know the people at the top have really not, not, dealt with this before yeah. so you know if this is a path not traveled you know i just wanted a little more communication i'm hoping that we have a little more communication throughout the process um you know it worries me it, even at this stage i'm hoping they're making the right decisions for us um you can only wish for that but uh, i i'm worried i really am 
It's a, it's a complex situation here with the bushfires in Australia because obviously, number one, the most important thing is obviously the safety of those who are most affected we'll closer to the forever. fires. Yes, we have to preface it. You you got attacked for for <laughs> talking about that earlier or today or not talking about it. As if I don't care, but it, it's yes. that's that's number one. Number two, uh, this is unprecedented. It's not as simple as it is when it's rain, where you can say we wait X amount of hours and then there's going to be a break in water in in the rain. You can't do that here. No. Um, and and I know that they are working very diligently to try to figure out which way the smoke. Is is going to be moving it's it's a complex situation and yeah a, a lot of factors going in and I, I mean I can say today when I did my match um, I know this is supposed to be about you which is the most important thing you um, <laughs> but you know when, when we're trying to talk about it we're trying to focus on the tennis right. um, but the the human toll obviously more so for people close but for the players it's 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 challenging yeah I just you, you hope that the minds at the top are, are putting humanity first. Mm -hmm. that, that's always the hope. But you question it at times. You question if, if money comes into play, if, you know, can we push this a day back? Can we push this two days back? You, you don't know what they're thinking about. But again, playing in this in, in Fairfield and, and dealing with some of the just like minor coughs after. And this was twice as bad this morning. Yeah. Um, it worries me. Should we be playing three hours in this? Do we really know how this can affect the players? And of course, it's Australian Open. It's a tremendous tournament. But that's not worth a life. That's not worth, you know, whatever the repercussions could be. And, again, it's unprecedented. But I think we have to take it a little more cautiously than we have. Yeah. Well, uh, so this is our first segment of the To Be Determined Name. Um, and, again, tweet at Noah. Yes. At NoahRubin33 or, or DM him on, on, on the gram or uh, MySpace, whatever. Yes. I have Do you have, friends. Did you have a MySpace? Too young. Facebook. Sixth grade. Okay, I had a MySpace. I had a top five musical artists. Um, that was very exciting for okay. me back in the day. It was like Jimmy Please World and stuff. Please stop talking. Why? I hate you. Please. Um, but yeah, make sure you let us know what you think the name should be, and we'll continue to take you behind the racket with Noah Rubin throughout the year. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoRubin33 and at Mike C Tennis. We want to hear your opinions and stories behind the racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us ratings on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you behind the racket on the Coffee Cast with Cation and Ruben.